welcome to the podcast Psychodrama with Nomad Girl. It's me, Jansaya Ahmed Sadek, a nomad girl from Kazakhstan, and I do this podcast in a collaboration with the Psychodrama Association for Europe. In this podcast, you'll hear psychodramatists all over the world who share their experience and ideas. Our aim is to make psychodrama world closer. You can find the podcast on different platforms, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, and others. If you want to hear more guests and stories, please support the podcast on patreon.com. The link is in the description. Your help means a lot. Hello, everyone. This is the first episode of the podcast, and our guest for today is Ina Hogenboom from Netherlands, psychodrama practitioner, educator, and trainer. So how do you feel today? How was your day? Um, it was a busy day with all kinds of different things. Eight o'clock this morning, I had a meeting with Mario Cosa about a workshop that we're going to give together from the therapeutic spiral model. Um, then I had some not so interesting work about accreditation. <laughs> then I had a client with, with, with whom I work with uh, psychodrama and EMDR. And then I took a little uh, bicycle ride And now I'm here with you. Yeah, it was a quite a busy day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're the guest as a, a representative of Europe. Aha. Wow, I'm, I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, by the way, when you talked about um, TSM, I yeah. also uh, looked at your um, recent events and future events. Um, I saw that you're going to give some training or a seminar on neurobiology of trauma. And then you had trauma survivors internal role atom seminar. Yeah. So it seems like you're deepening into trauma topic. Um, can you describe how did you come to this field and connect it with psychodrama? Yeah. Well, it started when I was working for as a psychologist. I'm a psychologist too. So I was working in advisory psychological bureau. I don't know how you call it in English. But we had a lot of uh, police uh, men, firemen. They were all like traumatized uh, because of their jobs. They had have to do all kinds of jobs that are... Um, Uh, that are a heavy load on their shoulder. So I'm, I was used to seeing a lot of these people and all the time I was thinking about how can I use psychodrama with that. And then I knew that uh, Kate Hutchins, she had this uh, model, but I never, I never met her. It just didn't happen. But two years ago, three years ago, I, I met her at a conference in Sweden, and there I did my first workshop with her, Stephen, and somebody else. And then I really liked it. I liked the way they work. I liked the structure they are having. 
And especially I like how they are working with projective identifications. So I follow two courses in Zagreb, then um, the corona pandemic happened. And, and now I'm working a lot online with all different people. And I'm working a lot with Kate Hutchins mm -hmm. and the neurobiology is with Mario Cosa. And uh, what most you like and does work with traumatized people? What I like is how it is based um, on the neurobiology findings, the new theories, the new philosophies, the new research. All the findings are about how to soothe the body and how the body is involved in trauma. On the one part, when the trauma happens, how it is... Um, um, how it how the body reacts and what the body does to to and what people do to just survive and then at the other side is how do you cure from that how do you, you know, how do you recover from uh, being frozen like uh, 15 years in in the trauma memory so it's based on a lot of new findings and it is um, the other thing which it is based on is uh, to create a lot of safety. So before working on the trauma, you have to uh, strengthen the people, to strengthen them with um, self-compassion, with uh, strength with uh, coping styles, how to stay in their body while, while they're having these difficult emotions. Um, so the first part of the model is strength-based. So make people more resilient in order to, to look at the trauma, to confront things in the trauma and to overcome that and grow to post-traumatic growth. In a group, because you also need the cohesion and the safety of the interpersonal connections. Yeah, that sounds interesting. As I understand, uh, it all is done um, in a psychodramatic way. So they have um, role plays, protagonists, right? Yeah. And yeah. then you add, add the TSM model also Upon yeah. And another really interesting thing, because it differs from psychodrama in a sense that um, you work with one protagonist as is normal in psychodrama, but uh, because of the projective identifications which are sent out to other group members, they are picked up, they are uh, guided in, into the model and um, everybody in his own place or her own place is their own protagonist. So everybody from the group profits from one psychodrama because within the psychodrama of the protagonist, everybody has his, his or her own learning, learning space or learning subjects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, how do you think is this model can be used um, to other issues and problems of people besides trauma? Yeah, especially the first part. 
strength-based, compassion-based. Um, a lot of clients I have, they have a lack of self-compassion. Learning them how to view themselves with no shaming, no blaming is a really important uh, thing for other clients, but also from other people like I, for me too, it's, it's really nice to feel my growth in, in self-compassion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Um, and as you know, it's almost March. Uh, it's one year since um, pandemic started, the COVID situation. And you were um, one of those who were enthusiastic uh, to meet the new online world and working online, which is actually unusual and rare among psychodramatists. Yes. yes. Uh, and also me personally, I took your course on Zoom drama. So when already one year passed, how do you feel now about it, about online work? Um, I, st I still am very enthusiastic because why, why that is, is that I'm, well, I have to say I have worked in the IT business. So I am a psychologist, but I worked for 15 years with uh, IT projects. So I'm not afraid for technical, technical stuff. So that is an advantage, I think. Um, I'm still very enthusiastic because it is, um, uh, it is a, a new way of learning. And it fits with psychodrama, which is finding new answers for new situations, making sure that you create the spontaneity and the creativity to, to, to learn and to come up with creative responses. And I do, I'm learning a lot and I'm finding and refinding and I'm, I'm still um, amazed about how creative one can be working online and how the connections, how the tailor is working online and how people are, um, they don't, do not read the bodies, they cannot feel the bodies, but they look at each other and they find the cues more in the faces. Mm -hmm. I'm fascinated about that. Mm -hmm. And what are your thoughts about future of psychodrama online? I think it, it will not go away. Like how I'm working now, I'm working with uh, Kate Hutchins. We are doing a women's group together and we are, um, we are so um, adjusted to each other and we are so uh, skillful now working online using the model. Of course, we still miss the physical contact because sometimes when somebody gets into traumatic memories, you want to hold this person. That, that's not possible and that's a pity. But for education, it is really, I don't, I don't think it's, go, it's going to go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, there are good sides of that it connects the world better and you have a lot of opportunities but most people miss that uh, yeah. bodily sensations and yeah. each yeah. other yeah right yeah. 
when I first met you in 2019 in Krakow, mm -hmm. uh, you introduced the simultaneous action observer strategy. Yeah, in yeah. working with couples, yeah. couple psychodrama. Uh, what is the situation of it now? Um, well, also with that model, uh, we are working together with Leni Verhofstadt. She's the founder of this model. And uh, we are working together um, to, to find a way to use it while working online. Because Leni is um, invited, I think in Poland, and she will have a workshop there. So she's very curious and she wants to know, like, how, how can we do that? And at the same time, I'm working with another colleague and trying to, to educate in this model and educate how to use that online. So funny thing is that Lainey is like over 80 and, and we were working together online and we arranged uh, two clients for her project together. And Lainey used her model while she was working online and it went wonderfully. So... Also with that model, I am really busy. Like, how can I, uh, how can I put that into working online and make it a meaningful instrument? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're now more on structuring, more maybe restructuring it to online format. Yeah. Uh, do you take clients um, for couple psychodrama with it now online? Yeah. Not online. I did not have uh, enough clients to do that online. Mm -hmm. I work with the model uh, offline. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially, yeah, people have to get used to it. So being in the observer role and keeping your mouth shut and only observing can be a very difficult task for people in conflict, couples in conflict. So... So now, um, well, during the pandemic, my clients, they are lesser and lesser. So people are, um, yeah, they, I don't know. I had a, um, a company with, uh, with which I was working and they, um, they do not deliver as much clients as I used to. So my clients are, um, yeah, diminishing mm -hmm. because of the pandemic. Yeah, it's sad. That's sad, yeah. Yeah. Ah, that happens. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, that's the one of the reasons you moved to working with trauma. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah the disadvantage also delivers an advantage so suddenly I had more time to 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 be educated in the therapeutic spiral model mm -hmm. and that's my biggest uh, activity now mm -hmm. yes and I love it mm -hmm. uh, so your uh, nearest event will be neurobiology of trauma well, actually, I'm giving two workshops in uh, projective identification in groups. 
So this is uh, really, really special when working with a therapeutic spiral model. Uh, you know about projective identification, but it's, it's a psychoanalytical concept. And it is, uh, there's, there's a lot of things written about it and how it works between client and psychotherapist or client and psychiatrist. But nobody uses this, uses this the way that we are using it in a therapeutic spiral model. And even the people who are in the working with the TSM model, they are, they are not really sure about what it is that we are doing. And how do we do that? How is that working? And what is the basis? The basis is normal development, like a child is projecting to the mother and the mother is giving it back to the child. It's a normal development process. And I give two workshops about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, if, I, if I may ask, what's the main uh, difference what you give in working with TSM that others don't? Um, the simultaneous protagonist. So not, not one protagonist, but everybody is protagonist. Um, that's the biggest, the biggest difference, I think. Mm -hmm. Now working with the projective identification. So everything that is happening in the group, everything that people are feeling at the side of, uh, in, the, the, in the audience is used. So everything is used and the strength, the basis working with strength, with strengthening people um, also in their body, not only with compassion, looking with compassion to themselves, but also feeling the strength in their body. So we do a lot of uh, spontaneity exercise, movement, relaxation exercise. And also we use things from the polyvagal theory, like breathing exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's quite content with different aspects. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when I was searching also about all your uh, nearest uh, workshops and past, um, I found it all on Psychodrama Q. Yeah. And as I understand, it's your own establishment. It right? is, yeah. It is my company. It is, I actually founded it to, because I'm also educator. I'm educating people in psychodrama on different levels. So in Holland, I am one of the 11 people who are trainer, educator, and practitioner. And I have my own training, training institute, which is Psychodrama Q. And I collaborate with um, the accrediting organization for people who, wants to be, who want to be certified practitioner in psychodrama. Mm -hmm. Great. And um, how many years are you founding this? Um, I think since 2012. No, great. Yeah. Next year you may have an anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah great. Yeah. Uh, 
Thanks, Ina, for sharing. And I have a blitz question, uh, which are four questions that I will be asking to every my guest. The same ah. questions, yeah? yeah. So first question um, is regarding the continent that you're coming. In your opinion, how would you describe the condition of psychodrama in Europe? Hmm. That's a difficult thing to answer because there are so many countries in, in which the situation is different. Um, for example, in Austria, um, the situation is that psychodrama is uh, educated on the university. It's a, a modality in psychotherapy. For, but in Holland, where I'm, I'm from, um, it is not accepted. There are four uh, mainstream psychotherapies and psychodrama is not one of them. Mm -hmm. And they are, psychodrama is looked at as, yeah, it's an alternative, it's an alter alternative uh, therapy. And they tend to look down on it a little bit because only psychotherapists who are educated, who are, well, we are educated too, but yeah. And uh, in Belgium, they educated in, in the university. I know that. The situation in Germany is different because we in Holland work with the CP title, the TEP title. They do not do that in Germany. It's, it's, it's arranged in a different way. Um, and it, what is difficult to describe, I don't know how you uh, look at it, but... Psychodrama can be used as psychotherapy, as therapy, as counseling, as coaching. They can use it in a group. They can use it in theater. They can use it in a wide variety of professions. So there is, it is difficult to pinpoint like this is psychodrama and these are the psychodramatists. Mm -hmm. They are so different. Mm -hmm. So, as I understand, uh, in Europe, it's there are different levels, different approaches, and even the maybe legal level. Yeah. yeah, I see. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to go a bit personal, what is psychodrama for you? A psychodrama is really important for me. Um, why is that? Because um, it feels it fits with the uh, attention, uh, attention it gives to thinking, feeling, and acting. This combination feels like, yeah, a sort of holistic. It feels like, because I used to be a thinker, I still am a thinker, but thinking is just one part of life. There's also feeling and acting and um, I feel it's a really balanced way of looking at people. And I profited a lot from uh, the attention uh, on feeling and on my body. And that's for me personally. In my profession, I noticed that it's working so quickly. It, I can use it. And within a few minutes, I, I have the 
because people can talk for one hour about their problem and in five minutes role play, they get stuck. And, and that's where people want to learn. And that's where, where people have to create their, their spontaneity and creativity. Mm-hmm. And I have fun. I have a lot of fun doing it. And that's, that's, that's really important for me too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so psychodrama is kind of unity of your feelings and thoughts. Yeah. Uh, when was the time and how did you feel as a protagonist for the first time? Um, I, I don't know exactly anymore. I, I know one of the first time that I was a protagonist, which was really, really meaningful. And uh, that was when I went back to some uh, scene in my past, lying on the staircases, crying for attention, and nobody was coming. This was like a really deep experience for me because um, I know I remember that I gave up because nobody was coming and I gave up crying and I gave up shouting. And I sort of, I had a really good experience, uh, not because of creating this scene, but recreating the scene with a good enough mother or an ideal mother who was there when I was shouting and I was crying. And I think that's a really beautiful part from psychodrama. So you have this corrective experience Mm. and it's the beginning of further development. Mm, It should be very deep for you if you play it so well. That's why I still remember it. Yeah, good. And um, the last question, if you met with Moreno, what would you say to him? Oh, what would I say to him? I have played Moreno several times. <laughs> wow. That was beautiful experience, yeah. Um, what I would say, and that's also what I did when I was playing him, um, what I would say is um, how wonderful his focus was, how wonderful the focus on spontaneity, creativity, using play, using action, and and the focus on everybody is a genius. I really like that concept. Everybody is a genius. Everybody is a creator. Everybody has it in himself or herself to be spontaneous, to be creative. And, and learn in this way how to live your life. So the positive attitude of him, the positivity, the playfulness, that's what I would compliment him about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the speech coming from your heart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was nice to hear your um, new activities what you're planning, what you're doing. Um, I believe it will be all great. And hope we'll meet in Berlin in September. Yeah, I would like that, Janzaya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for having a time 
and coming for interview. And it was the first episode of the podcast Psychodrama with Nomad Girl with Jan Sayahmit Sadek. Thank you very much for listening. You can support the podcast on patreon.com and see you in the next episodes.